Refresh. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your boy, The Muffin Man, coming back at you again with another episode of Refresh Podcast. I hope each and every one of you have been doing absolutely incredible. Man, wasn't last week's message so good, talking about the birthright? Oh, man, it was so much fun to make that message. If you have not checked that out, then definitely get a click on for this one. Go listen to that one, and then come back to this one, all right? So... Without further ado, I mean, hey, it's it's Monday. It's a new episode of Refresh Podcast. So I am your boy, the Muffin Man, of course. And let's just open in prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for this incredible time that we have together. God, I pray that you would just use this message to challenge our hearts and inspire us to live a more holy lifestyle. God, that we can position our hearts to be spoken to by you. Father, I pray that you would just begin to move in such a powerful way during this time. We just invite Holy Spirit in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. So, guys, today we're going to be talking about the holy encounter. And so in 2 Corinthians, the Bible says in chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things passed away. Behold, the new things have come. Passed away. And what does that mean? Well, let's go ahead and answer scripture with another scripture. In Colossians 3, 3, it says, For you have died, and your life is hidden within Christ and God. With Christ and God, okay? So today, it's time to have our funeral, right? Today, it's time to bury the old man for good. And that was kind of something that I had talked about very briefly on my TikTok. Now, TikTok only gives you... A minute to um, kind of spit out what you have to say, kind of keep things summarized. But here's podcast. We have plenty of time to just kind of elaborate, study, discuss, talk about things in a greater depth. But you know, the 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 punchline of what I was talking about is basically don't give the dead man CPR. Stop trying to revive what's meant to be dead. Right? Have you ever been to a funeral before? You know, for me, I can honestly say. Um, that I used to hate funerals for the longest time until I actually went to one and then I and I enjoyed it because it was a time of honor and a legacy and everything it, it was great but I want to take some time today you know let's look at some biblical deaths and resurrections and there's a few references I want to look at so in John chapter 12 Jesus resurrects Lazarus and it says when he had said these things he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Now this is verse 43 and 44 of John chapter 12. So a little backstory before this is going on. Jesus gets to Bethany where all this is taking place. And he's like, hey, don't worry. I'm here to take care of everything. And every no one is listening to what he's saying. Everybody's doubting him. Everybody's scolding him. Everybody's like, man, if you'd have just been here sooner, you know, Lazarus would have lived. And um, Jesus is like, man, you guys don't get it. You know, it's very rare that people talk about Lazarus's life before the resurrection. And in fact, as many times as I've heard this story, as many times as I've heard Lazarus's name, you know, I've never heard it very far from the resurrection that occurred when Jesus called his name. 
Lazarus didn't say, hold up, Jesus, you know, it's much better in this tomb. You know, wait, Jesus, I don't want to be resurrected just yet. You know, it's much easier being in here. There's no responsibilities. You know, I'm wrapped up. I'm chilling in here. This is relaxing. You know, I'm away from my sisters. You know, this is the life. No, in fact, he came forward whenever his you know, voice whenever Jesus's voice had commanded him to, whenever Jesus called him by name, he came forward and his life was changed forever. Imagine Lazarus's life after the resurrection. I can imagine that it was such an incredible testimony that he was able to lead people in the direction of Jesus. And in fact, I know that Jesus's following actually increased significantly after the miracle and the resurrection of Lazarus. But man, Imagine what that did to Lazarus in his own personal life because Lazarus and Mary and Martha spent time with Jesus in the in a private time that you know they've had fellowship time with them they had time where they hung out with Jesus and so I, I believe that that unlocked a whole new personal level for Lazarus and for Jesus whenever he was resurrected that his life was never the same again could you even imagine the next one I want to take some time to look at today is in Mark chapter 5. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus resurrects Jairus' daughter. And so it says, Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, uh, Tala, come, which translates, Little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl got up and began to walk. For she was 12 years old and immediately they were completely astounded. So basically what's going on here is Jarius comes to Jesus and says, Hey, I need your help. My daughter is on the verge of death. I need you to come and I need you to lay hands on her. You know, I, I believe that you can do this. And Jesus is like, all right, let's go. Let's do this thing. So during the journey of getting there, um, they come into contact with the woman of the issue of blood. And then, you know, she gets healed. The whole shebang happens with her. And one of the officials comes to Jarius and says, don't even waste your time anymore. You know, don't even bother the master anymore. Your daughter is dead. And Jesus says, hold up, Jarius. You know, don't sell out to that yet. Don't buy into that yet. You know, your daughter is going to be fine. Just trust me. Believe me. And so Jesus takes some of the closest, most intimate disciples that he had in his group. And they go into this house. They tell all of the unbelievers to leave. All the people that were doubting that anything was going to change in the status of this little girl. And Jesus says, Tala, come. Talita, come. Talita, come. And you know, he only says it once, but he's like, Talita, come. Little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the little girl got up and began to walk for she was 12 years old and immediately they were completely astounded. Now Jarius didn't say, fool, freeze Jesus, you know, just a few more moments of silence, you know, let me enjoy this time without my daughter. Yes, my daughter is dead, but let me just get a few more few more deep breaths before you bring her back to life nah he said you know i'm ready for this i believe that you can i want my daughter's life to be spared and i know that you're the one to do it he wanted his daughter to be a well again and imagine the way that their faith just shot through the roof whenever this little girl of 12 years old was resurrected from death imagine their life after 
Imagine their life after. What was the life after Injarius' daughter and Injarius himself and then all of the, the employees of Jarius and, and every person that doubted? What was their life like after this when Jesus stepped on the scene and this holy encounter began to wash over Jarius and his daughter there in that room as Jesus began to say, Talita, come. And right now, I almost said in Jesus' name, but he is Jesus in his name. And, you know, um, little girl, get up. Imagine what that did to their life, the testimony and the story and the people that they were able to say, you know what, you may have your doubts, but this Jesus is real and the afterlife is real and heaven is real and he's come to redeem us and, we're, and to wash away our sins. He did this for my daughter. He could do whatever it is that you need him to do. Imagine their life after. In Acts chapter 20, it says, and there was a young man named Eutychus and Eutychus was sitting on the windowsill seeking into a deep sleep and as Paul kept on talking he was overcome by sleep and he fell down from the third story and was picked up dead but Paul went down and fell upon him and after embracing him he said do not be troubled for his life is in him and this is verses 9 and 10 of Acts 20 so let me kind of recap for a moment what is going on here so it says that this man Eutychus, this young man Eutychus, is listening to Paul preach. He's sitting in the windowsill. Paul is preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching the house down to where this young man can't even, you know, he's bored to sleep. And he, he falls asleep and falls out the window from the third story and he dies. But Paul, he goes down there and Paul throws himself on top of Eutychus and, and you know, and, and after embracing him and praying over him and, and speaking over his body and commanding life to come back into his body, he ensures everyone around him, do not be troubled for his life is in him. And Eutychus lives. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment, you know, the people that knew Eutychus you know, they didn't stop Paul from going and praying for a life to be restored in his body. You know, they didn't yell that he was a pervert for going and, and, and laying on top of this boy and commanding life to be pulled back into him. No, it wasn't any excuses they gave. You know, they loved Eutychus and they wanted to see him come back to life. And this man of God, Paul, that they were listening to preaching the house down, he went and he called life back into the lungs and, and air and breath back into the lungs. And then and that Holy Spirit would spare this young man's life. Imagine Eutychus's life after. What was Eutychus's life after? You know, imagine every person he came into contact with him. He said, you know, I was listening to this man of God named Paul preach and then I fell out a window and I died. But I am here today to tell you that I am alive and well because of the power that he was operating in, because of power of Holy Spirit, because of the holy encounter that happened that day. And I'm here to tell you that that same holy encounter that happened inside of me, it, it can be here for you and it is here for you you what is it that you need let me bring you to this paul you know what let me use what paul taught me to show you what the holy encounter can do for you imagine the life of eutychus after imagine the life of jarius's daughter after imagine the life of lazarus after these lives were altercated these lives of these individuals were changed forever and they physically died all three of these people physically died but there were holy encounters 
with Holy Spirit that changed the ending of their stories. And, and as Holy Spirit came in these holy encounter moments and breathed fresh life into these individuals, that it changed the end of their story. And I want you to know that the same is true for your life, that there is a holy encounter that, that is written with your name on it. And Holy Spirit, and all it takes for that holy encounter is for Holy Spirit to wash over you and to begin to change the ending of your story. And the same is true for your life. God wants to resurrect you. God wants to take the old life that you have been living in, the sinful, dirty, miserable life that you have been clinging to, and he wants to offer you something far greater. The image that I'm seeing is Indiana Jones. Whenever he would go and he would switch the treasure with something of an equal way, that there is a chance that, you know, hey, maybe it would fail, but it was worth trying. And, you know, sometimes we like being in control. But you know what? If we are uncertain, it delays our come to Jesus moment. It delays our holy encounter moment. But man, look, listen, Jesus is here. Are you ready to come forth? Do you have an excuse? Let's have a funeral today. Let's bury the old man. Let's celebrate the new life that will grow within you from this day forward. Let it be a coffin, something that you intend to keep buried. Don't go and pay your respects. Don't let it become a time capsule, something that you have in full intention to go and reclaim and reminisce on the way that things used to be before your new life was given to you. But listen, imagine your life after the holy encounter what will god use you to do next what will god do for you that whenever that holy encounter comes into play for you how will your life be changed forever what will you tell others about what will you give god the glory for it's time to swap your old life put the new life in place of it after all what if you have to lose Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this incredible opportunity to speak this word of life over your people. God, I thank you for every man and every woman, every pair of ears that is listening to this podcast episode. God, I pray that you would just begin to ordain that holy encounter right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you that it, that you have given us the opportunity, Lord, to discard the old life, to take off the old shell, to take off the shackles of the old life and the things that weigh us down. And God, that you've granted us an opportunity of a lifetime Lord, to have a new life. God, I thank you for the opportunity that you've granted us. God, I thank you for sending your son to die in our place, to grant us an opportunity of everlasting life. God, I thank you that your word says that if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, the old things have passed away and the new has come. Lord, help us to forgive ourselves for the things that we have done to others, for the things that we have done to ourselves, and, and God, for the, the times that we have hurt you. Lord, help us to let go of those things, Lord, that we can pursue forward. Father, in the days that we're weak and 
and in the days that we are fighting the temptations of the flesh and the temptations of the old man, God, let us be reminded that the new has come. God, that we are dead to ourselves and alive in Christ. God, that we can fight through the temptations, Lord, by calling on the strength that is found in you. God, I pray for each and every person, Lord, every believer and every person that's listening to this podcast episode. God, I pray that this holy encounter would begin to wash over your people. And God, as we begin to step into it and and position our hearts to receive the holy encounter, Father, help us to be obedient, to open our ears, Lord, for clarity and direction and focus, God, that we can see what it will be that you will have for us to do next. God, as we have a funeral today for the old selves of ourselves, the old shells, the the old persons that we once were at one time, God, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to come to a place, God, that we can be made new. God, we give you the highest praise because you're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Refresh Podcast where Christ goes before so we can bring you another refreshing word. I hope you've enjoyed that message. I pray that you would share it with one of your friends that really needs to hear about the holy encounter that God wants to make them brand new, give them a fresh start, and set them free from the past that they feel is so unforgivable. so unlovable and that you would share the transforming power of king jesus with somebody that you love will you do that this week share this podcast with somebody you love super easy with that being said then this is your boy the muffin man this has been refresh podcast i love you guys so much i pray that you have such an incredible rest of your week with that being said then god bless love you guys take it easy